0: what's up fam welcome back to that's the angle and in this episode i'm sitting down with brian green and brian is the last installment of the craigslist interview series where i had put out a post on craigslist i was looking for interesting guests and i went through a ton of inquiries and i chose brian which is this podcast and miriam which was the last podcast if you want to see me go through those submissions which were hilarious uh, you can do that on the youtube channel. Uh, where you can find tons of other things where I would love if you could subscribe and like. That'd be really cool, too. That'd really help the channel out and get uh, more people listening. But with that being said, I can guarantee that Brian's quarantine was 10 times worse than yours, and I can't believe that he's still a functioning, sane human afterwards. Poor guy. The poor guy indeed. Anyways, guys, with that being said, let's get into the episode and uh yeah, really excited to bring you this one. So enjoy.
1: Doo do doo ooh That's the angle doo doo that's the podcast. The-
0: All right. We are joined here with Brian Motherfucking Green, man. Brian, how are you doing?
1: I'm I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. How are you doing? You hanging in there? <laughs> uh I mean kinda. You know, I think I think the worst the worst of it is past at this point for me. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I, just- I
0: mean uh, sorry to cut you off, but I, I want to pre, preface people who are listening right now who might not get what's going on. So guys, real quick, before we get balls deep into this awesome conversation, so Brian Green is honestly a stranger from Craigslist who's on the podcast right now, but there is an amazing <laughs> story behind this where the other day, me and my friend Alex, uh, she gave me the bright idea. Yeah, we were both just talking and I was like, wait a minute, like, why don't I just post an ad on Craigslist and see if I can get some interesting guests to the podcast? So I did that, and if you want to know more information about that, there'll be a video link right over here somewhere with a card that you can click and learn about how this idea started, how it came to be. You can see all the people who emailed me with their interesting reasons why they're interesting guests and stuff like that. But I gotta say, out of all of the emails, Brian Green, aka the guy I'm on the phone with now, Brian, uh, had yeah. the best email, and the and <laughs> out of everyone, we were so interested yeah. to talk to Brian. So. I feel that honored, is, man. That, that's really that's, the back story. that's the backstory. That's the backstory right there. <laughs> and I gotta say, man, <laughs> you were so honest and like you. It was a big, long email that I thought would just be a complete waste of time to read. But after I read it, I laughed so hard, and I also felt simultaneously so bad for you, man.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I just I just wanted like I was up early that day, so I was like drinking coffee and I was like applying to jobs. So I was on Craigslist. I was on Indeed and just like doing so many things because, um, I mean, I, I guess, I guess I could just start out by telling everybody like what happened, you know, like what has happened to me, what has transpired over the last month or two. Um,
0: we can get right into it if you want to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, so since the quarantine has started, I guess I'll start back in like March. Um, when I was on vacation in Florida, Um, everything was great down there. Like I got to see my family and everything. And then I heard about this, um, the quarantine thing was going on like a little bit. And then like, I work in the like hospitality industry. So I work at a restaurant Mm -hmm. and those were just, just starting to get affected. And I was like texting my friend I work with. I'm like, how is it? And he's like, Oh, I don't know, man. It's like getting kind of slow. People are kind of freaking out about this. And I was like getting kind of worried. I'm like, Oh man, that stinks. So, um, when I got back from Florida, like my hours, everyone's hours were cut, and like we just started, um, like not letting people in the dining room, um, and stuff like that. So I was like, oh no. And then, um, in the process of that happening, like end of March, we were looking for a place with like three people. And I don't know, like you're from the DC area, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So like three people around this area is just like, it's three thousand in rent, like at least. So it was pretty difficult to find that. And then my one friend that I live with, Pat, he was like, you know, like my parents like reached out to me and us and like told us that we can just like live at their place for the time being. And I was like, uh like I've I've known his parents for a long time and I'm like, um, okay. Like I was like a little hesitant about it because so, I know so that-
0: so you were in you were in Florida like just visiting family because you live in DC and then is that what was going on? And then you and your roommates were trying to find a place to live and because of the quarantine, you were just like, all right, let's just go with my friends.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I was, I was just like, you know, like, because I went on vacation around Mm -hmm. like the end of March and then like our other roommate went on vacation, like the middle of March. So like no one was on the same page and like we were already toured houses. And when we were touring houses, like we looked for a four person house or first we looked for a five person house and then um, like one of our buddies dropped out and we were like, Oh man. So then we looked for a four person house and then we were like an hour away from signing the lease. And then our one, our one friend was like, you know, like come Monday, I'm not going to have a job. So I'm not going to have any kind of income. So I can't sign this lease with you guys. And we were like, Oh damn. And then it was down to me, Pat and the other friend, James. Wow, And then, that's when Pat was like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to move in with like my parents, and like I've known his parents for a long time, and I know they're really not strict; they're just stern, and like they're Christian and stuff like that." And I was did like, "Did you did I, you just graduate college or something?" I, I so I graduated in twenty seventeen. Okay. Um, like in December, so I took like four and a half years, um, and then like I graduated from the University of Delaware, and then I moved to Northern Virginia. Because uh-huh. my best, Pat, my best friend like lives here and he was like, yeah, should, yeah, you should come by and just like live with me. And I was like, cool, like rent was cheap and everything. And I had the kind of job where I can just kind of go anywhere with it. Um, so I decided to move here. And and his family was here too. who have always like looked out for me and stuff. Nice. Um, I, just, I just didn't know like I was gonna be living with them like eventually, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, and then uh, once we started living there, I, I'd say it was March 29th and then April 1st I went to go play basketball because I was like, I never really played basketball that much. I was just shooting around. I was like, I'm so bored. I'm just going to go outside for a little bit. Because at and this then, point we
0: were in full lockdown, right? I'm pretty sure we were in full lockdown by the end of March
1: yeah 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 so i mean my hours were reduced at that point to maybe like 20 hours a week Mm -hmm. um so i was like yeah like you know not really doing anything like and i can't do anything because everything's like locked down so i'm just gonna go play basketball and then 20 minutes later like i'm shooting around and i just like twist the wrong way and like tear my meniscus like (gasps) not like like when people think meniscus tears, if people know anything about knees, you know, you like tear your meniscus and then maybe this, maybe you have to get surgery. And if you do get surgery, they kind of trim like part of it off that was torn. What so is the you know, meniscus?
0: Is that the part underneath your kneecap? Like where is that on your knee?
1: Um, Yeah, it's kind of underneath your kneecap. So like picture, this is like your femur mm-hmm. and then this is your tibia and then your knee is right in the middle of this. It's kind of like this like C-shaped thing, like a C-shaped this way. Uh-huh. And it like, lays in between, it's like cartilage. Um, oh. So like if you have like um, like a worn down meniscus, you could kind of feel like bones of your tibia touching your kneecap or like, I don't know. It's, oh, it's,
0: I, I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean like when you get surgery with it, um, some doctors will just trim off a little part of it. Mm-hmm. um and then you're left with like 80 percent of your meniscus but the way my meniscus tore was like gruesome so like picture this is it and then yeah. like if you look at it this way it tore from like the inside out like, <gasps> that. so it was like it's called like a bucket handle tear um because like when it tears it like flips up a little bit um so i noticed like after it, like happened i was just like on the side of the basketball court like this isn't good. This isn't good. Like and you
0: instantly, you're like, this shit is meth. This is really bad.
1: Yeah, because like I mean, you've like twisted your ankle before, or maybe like twisted your knee before, and you're like, oh man, like I'm kind of limping. This isn't good. But then like you ice it, and then like you wake up the next day, and you know it's really not that bad.
0: What's that good? I'll be damned if some ceiling fan noise fucks up my energy. <laughs> but I mean, dude, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like last summer I I broke my big toe, which is probably the biggest like bodily harm thing I've had happen to me, knock on wood. Yeah. And I knew instantly it was fucking broken. Like I was playing soccer. We got, I got way too baked beforehand, which I never do before sports. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I went for the wrong <laughs> ball. And this, this guy just smashed into my big toe. Like he was clearing the ball. And yeah i i i was on the ground instantly i was like oh my god i know this shit's broken yes i i know what you're saying it's like you can just feel it
1: you're like you're like um am i gonna feel better in 48 hours and like (laughs) instantly i'm like i this is gonna take a lot longer yeah Uh, and also it's it helps to mention that i've torn my acl before like five years ago um when i was like 20 years old Mm -hmm. um so i'm like familiar with like uh like an oh shit moment where I'm like, yeah, this is not going to get better by itself. I'm going to need to get surgery like basically instantly. Like, so like I was, I was on like the ground, like on the basketball court and I was with Pat too. And I'm like, Hey dude, like you're going to have to call like your mom or your sister to pick us up because I mean, we were like less than a quarter mile away from his house, but I was like, yo, I can't like walk. Wow. about right timing. Oof. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was pretty it was pretty bad and then and then when i got home um everyone was kind of like on edge like if i like was gonna need to go to like the urgent care of the hospital or anything no one
0: wants to go to the hospital at that point it's beginning of COVID. No. Going, going to the hospital is like a death sentence
1: yeah no way it felt like it yeah no and i was like like i didn't want to go to the hospital because it turns out like that day my boss called me from my job and it turns out that day i worked there three months so he calls me he's like hey we're just like processing your health insurance um so you're kind of like you're covered right now That doesn't go into effect until may 1st and i'm like okay cool and like hung up and just tore my meniscus like an hour later <laughs> perfect timing thank, thank god he called me like thank god i got that call and thank god i was covered because yeah. like i don't know where i'd be like i know like a surgery costs like without insurance I don't know, like fifteen to thirty thousand dollars or something. Like a semester but, uh,
0: of college or some crazy shit like that, man. It's, it, I'm sure it's, yeah. nat, it's just nuts.
1: Yeah, but um, I mean, thank God I had insurance. But then when I was like on the couch, icing my knee, his mom was like, like, yeah, this is terrible. But at least we don't have to worry about you like sneaking out or anything because I was on like tight, tight watch, like quarantine watch. Like I, I couldn't leave. I, they didn't let me leave the house. So So,
0: I feel like this is like an understatement of the strictness of these parents. Like, I feel like this is when it starts because reading the thing you sent me, it seemed like it's almost like a movie moment where all of a sudden it gets serious out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like I always, I always knew that there would take something like this serious, but like, I know they're like helicopter parents and Pat has told me in the past, but, you know, I didn't really know the true gravity of it until I was like, treated like like I I was like one of their kids and they were like looking out for me too and I was like oh man because two days before that I was like hey like I I, I didn't really feel like I needed to ask but I was like can I go to a friend's house to watch a movie and they were like um like no (laughs) and I was like oh my god like this is going to be one of those like this is going to be like quarantine, quarantine. They give
0: you a reason for not going because they were, they were just like quarantine or they were just like, yeah. Nah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's quarantine. I, I, like I understand it too. They're like about to retire in like five or six years. So, I mean, yeah. if they contract it, like it's not going to be as easy to recover from as if one of us did. Especially Even though, like, if
0: at that point we thought just Corona would kill everyone over the age of 40.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, But yeah. And then, yeah, I was on the couch with my knee in pain and I was like, oh man, like here, here it goes. Basically. Like, I mean, talk about perfect timing though. Like you're like on a, you
0: can't work literally because of Corona and then you happen to take your meniscus. So it's like a perfect time to injure yourself, but just not the perfect time to injure yourself with these crazy Nazi religious parents.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I was like as as not mobile as I was because like I couldn't really leave anywhere, like I was totally totally not mobile anymore and like wow. I so I, I took like a week or two um I guess and to like recover from it. Like if like I I didn't get an MRI re- like right away because I didn't have coverage until May 1st. So I was kind of like in this like purgatory feeling where I was like, you know, it could be torn. Like every day I woke up I'm like I have a torn ACL and then like by night I'd be like, you know, maybe it's just like a sprain or something. So it was like pretty annoying just trying to like, like go back and forth just to like try and make myself feel better, you know?
0: So you spent a whole month with a torn meniscus waiting yeah. for that insurance to kick in?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, um, dude.
0: That seems not right.
1: Yeah, no, but I mean, I was really careful with it, but mm-hmm. I, um, when I tore my ACL like five years ago, I, I spent three months with a torn ACL and the ACL is even like even worse. So, oh fuck! Like, my right knee at this point is just is just totally banged banged up. And like I wish I could restart and like not did like when I tore my ACL five years ago. It, it's a pretty good story. I'll keep it short. But I was in a fraternity and I finally got in like after like all the hazing and everything. And I'm like, oh cool! Like and we were doing this thing called air band, which is like you do like a synchronized dance like for all the greek life and you have to like Mm -hmm. coordinate it with music and um just being like one of the new members they like had me in like the front doing like the dances and i was like yo guys like i can do a backflip on the ground and they're like really i was like yeah yeah like i could do like you know those those ninja people that like do like a backflip with their foot and they do like twists in the air oh yeah i i could do that and then like I did three like on the concrete showing off in front of everybody. And everyone was like, I've never seen anything like that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do it again. And like, I just got like too overconfident and I did another one and I landed just like not right. And it was like, usually I do it on grass or turf. So if that would happen, I could just like fall to my fall on the ground. But I was so like fixated on landing it that I just like twisted my knee really bad. And it, like everyone heard like oh. my, and like my friend that's had it happen to him before who's like big into sports is like yeah man i think that's what happened when i'm like on the couch with like a bag of frozen peas on my knee
0: this was like a, this was like a big frat party you were at like you and all the frat yeah. bros like the sorority yeah. was there too and you're just like what's up we just got in you're partying <laughs> and then you're just like backflip 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 tore yeah. my acl <laughs>
1: yeah and that's that's when i realized i'm just like damn like i can't be like showboat like it gave me just like um i was like i need to slow down you know because i was like i was drinking too so i'm just like god damn when you're
0: drinking shit like that always seems like a good idea did you live in like a traditional like big frat house with like 10 rooms and shit
1: oh yeah yeah that's so cool we called it i went to university of delaware and um it was like a little bit off campus every off off-campus housing there is basically on-campus, so mm-hmm. everything's pretty close. But it was called the Com- the compound. It was like 151 West Main Street and 153 West West Main Street. Like they shared a driveway, and they had about like nine to ten people living in each house. So you Holy had like esen- essentially, you had like nineteen roommates. Um, the houses then- weren't connected; they were just
0: really close to each other.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you essentially had nineteen roommates, and the um, We'd have parties, like day parties, like in the driveway and like we'd block off the driveway with a car at the front so no one could see what like what was going on. And it was like one of those scenarios where we were like practicing our dance and just inviting people over to drink like this keg and yeah, I just like messed up my knee in front of basically everybody that I knew and Oh shit,
0: dude. I can't believe you live with ten roommates. That's insane. I mean, was the trade off worth it? Like was being in that like like the, the- stereotypical frat that you see in movies because i went to a college where our frats and sororities were just like half-assed frats and sororities where it was just yeah. they didn't have the big frat house and the big sorority house it, it was just sort of like meh but like if yeah, i no. if I had something like that i probably would have joined too being a freshman that's just sounds oh, cool yeah.
1: yeah yeah no it was it was really cool i mean living at that house like my room right now that i just moved into is not that big it's like 10 by 8 but yeah, no. The room I lived in in one of the frat houses one year it was like ten by seven, and I paid seven twenty five a month for it, and it was the cheapest room in both of the houses. And I was like, I don't know what I was thinking at the time, but I mean, what I was thinking at the time was like, this is awesome, and this is like the coolest place to live. Yeah,
0: right. What you thinking at the time is let's drink some keg and, and 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 slam some puss, bro. That's what you're. Yeah, thinking. <laughs> you're
1: thinking. yeah.
0: Let's just, let's just have a good at good time.
1: Like the burners downstairs didn't work. Like I, didn't, I didn't cook or anything. I was just like buying shit on Main Street and uh, stuff like that. But it was a good time. I I spent one year in uh, 151 and then half a year in 153 the next year when I was a senior because after half a year, I'm like, I can't take this shit anymore. I got to live in like an actual place. So like I took my buddy's spot in like his apartment that he lived in, which was great. Nice. Um, but yeah, yeah, my yeah, my my time was co- at college was good, um, but back to the quarantine um, and my my knee injury. Yeah. Um, yeah, after like one or two weeks of healing, I like went back to work a little bit. So I was like doing stuff where like I could like sit down and like, you know, not like heavy lifting or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wore this like soft brace on my knee. But I was just like still earning some money, but I was like, I don't know what the, fuck I'm going to do right now. Like, this is like terrible. And then my boss was getting kind of like weirded out of having someone like that's basically injured, like working, um, and like putting himself at risk for another injury. Um, so that's so weird. Restaurants were closed by this point though. Like restaurants were, Oh yeah, yeah. But it's, so it's like a beer and wine uh, store in Falls church. Um, it's like a retail store on the bottom, but a restaurant up top. And I well oh, so this
0: was before like all everything was really closed closed.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like we never closed down, closed down. We just closed down the restaurant and we um, had um like the beer and wine. We did like curbside pickup for it. I see, you know, I see. We like made an online store so people could like just purchase it without walking in. Oh nice and we got like a lot of traction. So a lot of us were able to keep some hours and like our jobs. So, um, that was nice. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. You probably would have been better off collecting unemployment. Those, those checks were fat. I know. I, well, like the thing is I was only working like 15 or 20 hours a week. And then, um, I factored in like, I, 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 claimed some unemployment, um, when I like couldn't work those two weeks when I was healing. And like, I didn't, I like lied about how I was not injured, I guess. So I did get like two or three weeks of unemployment. Um, yeah, I got like, I got like 900 bucks. Yeah, dude, she like, was damn. insane.
0: You're like, oh wow, I'm never working again. Fuck that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and then well, and then there was a week, and then there was a week where um, I got unemployment after working like 15 hours. I'm like, damn, yo, like I made a cool 1100 this week. That's nice. But, but did, Didn't you say that
0: while you were sick that the, the parents were so strict they didn't let you take any pain medication?
1: Yeah. Well, um, like fast forward, like to May, May 1st, I got, I got the MRI and then a like, couple of days later, yeah, you have a torn meniscus and I'm like, damn. And they're like, it's like a bucket handle. Like it's torn, torn. Like you need surgery because I noticed I couldn't strain my leg. So they, I needed surgery. And then the doctor that was talking to me about surgery, was like, they couldn't sh- like cut a little part of it off. They had to like sew the whole thing back together which, which oh. means, like, my my time to get back, like, my time interval was, like, pushed back by, like, months. Um, so, eventually, I, I was kind of nervous, you know. Like, I, I went in and got surgery, and then I came out, and then um, they had to do – I mean, they only told me this after my two-week evaluation. They had to do a lot of surgery. Like, they had to drill, like, extra holes in my knee and to get to, like, certain parts of it. Oh. So, when I was, like, out of surgery, like, the first – Like I woke up from the anesthesia and like I was still like heavily under the influence of anesthesia. Um, But I still I felt pain in my in my knee. It wasn't like pain free. It was like a very, very dull pain. But I could tell the anesthesia was doing its job still. And like I got back and then basically they put you in like an immobilizer and you can't really do you can't bend it for like a week or two wow! So I was just like, they set me up like on the couch and I was just laying on the couch like for days. And then finally, like I moved downstairs and like I, I was taking my pain medication, but um, I said every four hours and I was taking it like every eight hours. Cause I know, I know like people get addicted to that shit and yeah. like, I didn't want to really mess around with it, but I was in pain and I couldn't take Advil cause I was still like my wound was healing. So I couldn't really take like that good anti-inflammatory stuff but i was i was taking it like as i needed or as i thought i needed but apparently to some people like i don't need that stuff like <laughs> i don't know well like so, so, so they
0: were like they, they were straight up like yo give me your medication that you paid for
1: yeah eventually i mean it was um so like the daughter had hip surgery and um like they claim like yeah she only took one and i was like all right well like I like I I don't have like the balls to like stand up to them and t- Cause, like you know you know like I'm living under their house like their rules like I'm not paying rent it was very S- nice situation time, yeah I there, so I couldn't be like well I'm not your daughter and I'm fucking hurting right now so like I couldn't I couldn't say that but um I was like yeah they're like she she only took one and like I noticed like I only they only gave me twenty so I took um like basically two a day for like five days and then um or man maybe like seven days so i had like 14 um so i had six left and then i like woke up really late one day like 11 30 or 12 and they asked me like what was going on and i told them i couldn't sleep last night so i took one of the like one of the pills i had and they were like well you're not supposed to be taking that if you can't sleep like that's not going to help you sleep. Um, like you're only supposed to take it if you're in pain. And I was like, well, I was in pain. And they're like, well, like, that's not what you said. And they were just like, I, I just don't think it's a good idea for you to have them. And then like, I start, they just start
0: thinking you're waking up the Papa Perky.
1: Yeah. I mean, kind of. And like, meanwhile, I have like five left and you know, I haven't even started going to go like physical therapy or starting like testing how much it actually can hurt. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm still like crutching around at this point and they're like, well, like, I think it's best if you just hand them over to us, like, now. And I'm like...
0: What the hell? You're going to, like, take, like, five perky's and then start stealing from them to get more? Yeah, like, what the
1: <laughs> f- <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. And I was just like, you know, okay. Just grab them from, uh, like, downstairs and, like, put them on the counter. And then I was like, I, like, I hadn't left the house in, like, four days, like, physically. So, like, I got up to just, like, take a walk around in, like, my big-ass knee brace, and I was, like, crutching um, just, like, around the block, and then, like, Pat came home. Um, He, like, drove by me on his motorcycle on his way home and stopped and was like, hey, what's up, man? Like, it was weird for her, like, him seeing me outside of the house, and he's like, what's going on? And I was like, "Uh, your parents took away my pain pills. (laughs) He he was so pissed, but, like, we were in a position where – like we, he 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 did, like didn't want to say anything. Yeah, like he, he, just thought it was su- he just thought it was super wrong, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm ob- like, I'll be okay, but like, it's kind of just annoying. Like,
0: <laughs> so crazy. I mean, I'm surprised they let him drive a motorcycle. If they're so protective, Jesus.
1: Yeah, it wasn't it. It wasn't so much of like letting him drive a motorcycle. I mean, he's like 26 now, so they're kind of like, oh yeah, well, he'll do what he's gonna do. Like, I think that's like him having parents like that is like the reason he does some of those things
0: you
1: know Uh, so so, so, like so uh, so
0: what happened after they took away the perky's does it get worse than that
1: yeah i mean it it gets like gradually worse like every every like week or so that goes by where i'm like trying to dig myself out of this like depression ditch and make trying to make myself feel better like something terrible happens really oh i mean after after um that whole incident, you know, I, I started going to like PT and stuff, and my knee was kind of getting on the right track. And then, um, and then they left; they went on vacation. So Pat and I had the house for ourselves for a week, which was really nice. Um, and we were like, we were like drinking, inviting people, inviting like small amounts of people over every now and then. Um, and then I noticed like my stomach started hurting pretty bad when like i noticed they were about to come back like the day before they came back my stomach started hurting and then when they were back it's still hurting and this went on for like four days so i went to the emergency well not the emergency room i went to an urgent care Mm um because i was like my stomach doesn't hurt for more than like a couple hours and this is kind of like worrisome so i went to an urgent care and this like Dude, this like doctor with like basically a hazmat suit on, with like the big plastic covering, it's and like
0: scary to see. Just
1: like man. little like get, like hose out the front that's like making his voice sound like a robot is like like helping me out and like giving me like anti inflammatories like when I just get admitted. And then they do like a they run a blood test on me, and it turns out I have like a lot of lipase in my blood, which is like a digestive enzyme that the pancreas releases. So like initially i was like i I, like, I don't know what any of this means and he's like um like because it hurt they hurt like in like a certain part of my stomach where my pancreas is and he's like mm-hmm. yeah you have pancreatitis and i'm like what like he's like you know like um your pancreas is just like working really hard and excreting a lot of this digestive enzyme so um yeah, you have pancreatitis. It's like, like it instantly, like I look it up and it's like, if you drink alcohol for like 20 years, like a pint of whiskey for like 20 years for every day, like you'll get pancreatitis. And it's like a life-threatening disease and shit Damn. like that. And I'm just like, I'm just like, oh my God. like, How'd you get the pancreatitis? Did I, did I
0: miss that? How'd you even get that?
1: No, no. Well, I mean, I got misdiagnosed. Oh, with, oh, like, oh. The shittiest part about it um because like they were giving me anti-inflammatories for my, like my inflamed pancreas and um i i had to go on like a liquid diet for 2 days and i'm just like so i feel like weak as hell you Your know knees
0: hurt it, my oh knees my hurt.
1: god i'm like losing like i'm like one forty 140, i'm like losing pounds by the day and um i'm just like god damn like i'm like a shell of myself and then like a couple of days go by after the liquid diet, and I'm eating like really bland food with like no flavor, and it's still hurting. And I'm just like, God damn! Like, what is wrong? Like, what is going on? And I had an appointment with like an actual stomach doctor, um, and and he was just like so not concerned with all the trouble I was having. And I'm like, ah, that's comforting, but he was just like he just thought it was like a stomach ulcer. So he's like, he gave me some like, it was basically over the counter heartburn medication and was like, yeah, here you go. Take, take some of this and just stop taking anti-inflammatories. And I'm like, okay. And it turns out like the whole time I just had a stomach ulcer because, because I was having like heartburn, I guess, like really bad heartburn. (laughs) So I had a stomach ulcer and like me going on that liquid diet and like me not eating as much was like making my stomach really just like clear and the clean and then all the anti-inflammatories were going in and just like aggravating the shit out of like that ulcer and just making oh
0: yeah i can imagine it's like those those all those chemicals and shit in a clean stomach it's just it just tear your stomach
1: up and like usually like i was taking the anti-inflammatories like usually you're instructed to like eat something with them like you like you're growing up your parents like if you hurt like, and you're taking Advil. They're yeah, like, you yeah, always like,
0: take food with your I mean, medication. I'll, I'll
1: make you some toast or like whatever. But I wasn't doing that. Like I was just taking the medication, with nothing in my stomach. And it's just like, I, I just like fucked myself up even worse. And what, I was like, what
0: oh, causes man. the ulcer? What caused, like, do you know what causes the ulcer? Like what causes stomach um, ulcers?
1: I don't know. It, it was never fat. Like the cause is never found out, but I'd like to say like when his parents left, we were eating, we were eating like less healthy because they weren't cooking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, mm-hmm. So we got like takeout a couple times over the week, but I think it was just stress, you know. Oh yeah. Like, I think I, like I knew I knew like basically the quarantine was not close to over. There was we had no place lined up like where we could move into, and I just like had no idea when everything was going to be over with. So Dude, yeah, I think thinking
0: I was, about it, you were fucking stressed. Yeah, like you said, like quarantine, no place. You're at your parent. You're at your friend's place, like yeah you're you're hurting on two levels like yeah Yeah, it's like a lot is wrong at this point in time like you're feeling like the world Uh, fucking hates me right now
1: yeah yeah and like i I always i always try and like make myself feel better i'm like this isn't like things aren't like specifically happening to me and making my life worse like things are just these are all just coincidences happening at the same time and like i'll get better from this um but yeah i mean that's a positive
0: mindset right there
1: yeah yeah i i mean I, i i try to be i try to be you know but I like living with his parents, I'm just like it's hard to explain like he's my best friend so we talk about everything, but it's hard to explain for him to explain to him and like get him to understand that like you imagine you're you living with like people that aren't your parents for two months like you feel like you're walking on eggshells a little bit? Yeah like you, like you know the feeling and what would not, you have like, done?
0: what would you have done if, if they didn't let you stay there?
1: That's a good question. You know, like I, I, I really don't know. Would you have moved back home? I guess like, I mean, I'm, I'm from New York, so. Oh, yeah, that, you like, definitely weren't moving there. <laughs> yeah. That, that makes, that makes the situation even more difficult because that's when it was like spiking really like coronavirus was spiking extremely hard in New York. And I, I don't really, I guess I would have moved home, but the thing is like why I'm in this situation I am in right now. I mean, it's a good situation. I've I finally moved out and everything. But my, my, yeah, my mom lives in like a halfway home and she has like, she has for years, but I'm like, she's doing really well right now. But, um, I couldn't have stayed with her. And then like my dad lives in this like one bedroom place in New Jersey. Like, I guess, I guess I could have stayed with him, but he's on disability. So he doesn't even like do anything or move around that much. And like, I'm not sure if he'd be able to take care of me, like at that point. So Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: That was literally your best option. Like, you, like there, there kind of was no going home for you. I'm sorry to hear that, man.
1: Oh yeah, no, it's fine. But I mean, there was never any going, like going home option for me, like, especially in college. Like I lived in uh university of Delaware, like in the winter and the summer, like I never really moved out to go back home or anything. I just figured I'd stay there. Cause like, I don't know, being Better than there, being home. Be home, like,
0: and yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah. It's one thing you can't choose in life is your, is your parents.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if anything, what I've learned, like, from their mistakes is that, like, people can try and, like, emulate their parents, you know, and try and do things and, like, follow in their footsteps. And then, like, one of my old baseball coaches who was, like, really close with me told me that, like, some people just do the opposite. And I think you should do the opposite. Just try and focus and, like, not, not be like them. Like, you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like, try and not follow in their footsteps and try and just kind of do things my own way. Um, the baseball coach told you that? Yeah. Yeah. When I what was a, like, 13. what an
0: awesome dude. Holy shit. Yeah. The fact that, I mean, I'm not going to, it's kind of crazy. that Even he saw it and was like, Hey kid, you know, like that, that's, that's what coaches are for. Like that's that real coach shit right there. So like, be like, yo kid. Yeah. Like-
1: yeah, no, my coaches have provided me like a lot of guidance throughout the years. You know, like I had, um, I had this really good dive coach. I started diving when I was a sophomore in high school, Um, you know, like off the springboard, like doing flips and stuff um that's that's why i can do backflips on the ground because i'm that's what i was into and then my coach was like you know like he sat down with me like right when i started and i wasn't good at all and he's like do you think this is something that you can like try at and like get into college because of this and i'm like yeah i think so like he just coached me along that guideline for two years like i only dove for two years in, in high school or like two and a half and then i got a diving scholarship at delaware so holy shit full scholarship uh no no <laughs> it was like got some money yeah it was like 1 of a scholarship maybe but i mean Sometimes. it helped it helped um but yeah so okay the the meniscus surgery the me not being able to leave the house them taking away the pills me getting a stomach ulcer i forget what else was was so was so terrible i've tried to i've tried to block it out of my memory but i mean i know i know there was something else that was really terrible to happen um, uh, oh, oh yeah, oh uh, yeah.
0: You said you were you were uh, super close to getting into an accident right after that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was driving to physical therapy one day um, with my car, and then I like pulled back onto the road that they live on, um, like the street, and it was kind of like a downhill slope. And like right when I pulled onto the street, like my brake light came on, like on the inside of the car, it said like brake and all red. And I'm like, oh, maybe I need to get my brakes serviced. And I'm like rolling down the hill, and I'm like. I can't break right now. Like I hear like metal grinding on metal and it's like barely slowing me down. So I'm going like I'm going like 15 or 20 miles an hour down the street. And I'm like barely able to stop. So I'm just like rolling like up to their house. Oh and my like,
0: god! That it's like everyone's worst fucking nightmare yeah. is your brakes yeah. literally don't work.
1: <laughs> yeah, I am just like, I'm like, what happened? Like, you know, because I got my car serviced like before the thing started, and then and then I just didn't drive it because I couldn't drive it with my knee, and then like it sitting there almost made it like broken. Or I, I got I don't even know what happened, but I like rolled like barely past their house, and I'm like, okay, like I'm just gonna park it right here and this thing is not going to get touched again and i like mm-hmm. told his parents what happened and i had to call the tow company to come get it towed and i was just like no car like no knee like no stomach like i'm a broken man i've i like Shouldn't I I i'm leave. sorry
0: man but this is the most unlucky thing i've ever I was heard. like
1: i was like i can't leave and also like i can't even think about leaving cuz i don't have my car um but yeah i um, was just just like what else i was like smite me god like whatever <laughs> whatever what have you have left to give it to me right now because it costs money to get your
0: car towed and then get your car fixed like that's that's yeah. the whole expense you never want to have it's stupid expensive yeah. Th-
1: thankfully though the um his parents offered to pay for like my car to get towed oh no way basically just like get it out of there yeah they've been like really helpful with like financial stuff um like at first, like they thought I needed some, like, they weren't sure of my financial situation. They thought I needed some money. um. So they gave me like a couple hundred dollars initially. That's awesome. And then I was like, you know what? Like I, I don't want to take any more money anymore. Like I, I have enough saved up to where like, I'm going to be okay. But no, yeah, as much as, as much as I want to like bash them and stuff, like they're not, they're nothing like my parents, you know, like they're, extremely supportive and like treated me like their own and they still continue like to text me and everything like that I moved into my new place seems um, like it
0: came from a good place with them it's just that sometimes shit can get too far Sometimes yeah, it's like yeah. sometimes people take things too far and they tend to be religious people for for whatever for whatever reason i don't know why
1: yeah those those two things just go together i guess like
0: they read the wrong they read the wrong verse that morning you know what i'm saying yeah
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and then I guess, I guess the last shitty thing that happened to me um, was that like a week or two after like the car mishaps, like my dad called me and told me like the dog, like I grew up with basically, he's like eight or nine right now, um, was like bleeding like from its nose. And he was like, he was like, yeah, I have it everywhere. You know, it's like all over my coat, like all over my pants. And, like, I really don't know, like, what's going on with him. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I think my dog's about to die. <laughs> like, I, th- I, th- I think he's going to have to shit. Out. And I'm just like, all this is, like, going on in my head. And I'm just like, God damn. So, like, I just, like, called my brother and, like, vented to him and talked to him for an hour. And, like, made me feel a little better. But my do- to this, st- my dog is still alive. Thank God. Oh, the, the um, dog survived. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, like, know. I don't know, he might have some kind of like upper respiratory infection. He has like some tumors, but last time I checked, he's still not doing like that well. Um,
0: yeah, that pretty much signals the start of the end.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it is it is shitty to think about, but my, my, my dad does not live like a healthy lifestyle, I'd say. And like, I guess the, the, dog, the dog doesn't, doesn't either. Lives. Like yeah. he just like feeds him snacks and stuff dude, like that. I sw-
0: dude, I swear dogs are a direct reflection of the owner. Like 100%. Oh, yeah. Like if the dog is out of shape, I guarantee the owner's out of shape. If the dog is unkempt, the owner's unkempt. Like it is. Yeah. it literally, they literally have like formed some symbiotic relationship where it, it, they the dog mirrors the owner. It's just yes. so nuts.
1: Well, well, there's that. And there's also sometimes where like you'll see people walking their dog and you're like, wow that person looks like their dog. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you see, like, a poodle, like, right? a white poodle, and, like, some old, like, lady with, like, curly white hair is walking it. You're like, oh, my God, that's so funny. <laughs> it, is it
0: is, is it the fact that we just try to find the similarities or that people just, they just start to morph into each other? Is that what it is? Because I swear to God, every dog and every owner, you can tell that they look alike.
1: They just start morphing into each other over, over a year, I'd say. It's so that's, crazy. Yeah.
0: Dude, so... But was that the end of all this crazy stuff, like the series of misfortunate events for Brian Green? Was that was that the last of it? The dog almost I, dying?
1: I, I I think so. I think <sighs> so. Um, thank God someone showed me mercy. But I mean, I think as of right now, like my car is still at that shop. And my, my buddy told me like recently, hey man, this is going to be over like $600 of work. And my car was 1700 that so I you're, got. You're not car.
0: getting that car back
1: no so i mean that'll be like the last shitty thing that'll happen to me is i'll have to buy another car lost your car my savings but i mean i'm on track with my knee to get back to work in august so i mean i think yeah i I think i'm through it at this point holy shit man through
0: fire and flames with brian green dude that might be the (laughs) title of the video dude like holy shit man i don't know if many people had it worse than you during quarantine like maybe someone who like lost a family member or like lost a family member and their business because of COVID. But like, yeah. For, for an individual basis, as far as I know you have definitely had it the worst. Like,
1: (laughs) yeah. You know, and like, I was, I was like thinking it, like I was kind of like in my mind thinking about like, okay, someone else has to have it worse, you know, like somebody else always has it worse. And like, that's what kind of got me through it. Unless it's you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Just thinking about people that have like lost loved ones to COVID or people that have lost their job and then they contract COVID and then they're sick, like deathly sick. And then like people that had to go to the hospital, like I had to go to that didn't have insurance, like those people, man, like they really have it bad. Dude, how the uh, fuck did you keep it all together,
0: man? Like, how did you how how did you maintain enough composure to end up on a Craigslist talent section and and <laughs> to be on a podcast? Like, how did,
1: how did you? I, I I don't know, man. Like, I so like I, I've I've worked my whole life, like ever since I was fourteen. You know, i I've, I've had jobs like doing this, doing that, um, and uh, after not working, like I was hurt, and after not working for more than two weeks it kind of just like threw me out of like the zone I was in, you know, like I was just, I'm, I'm, I'm about working like a lot and like saving mm-hmm. money and like doing what I have to do to get by. So like not being able to work was like really just making me feel like not a regular person anymore. Mm-hmm. I would, I, I felt so like, like useless, you know? Um. So for like about a week or like weeks, I was like depressed as hell. And like, I just like, didn't want to do anything, like didn't want to get out of bed and, you, you know how it goes when people get depressed and like I just started noticing it like it I was like you know I'm the kind of person that can kind of combat depression and anxiety by like lifestyle choices and I believe in public health approaches definitely mm-hmm. um, but I didn't even notice it until my friend Pat was like dude I think you're just depressed like because slowly
0: I, just like seeped in there but yeah I was, I was
1: like I was like my knees hurt I can't do this my stomach's hurt I can't do this just gonna sit here. And like that's when I decided like after like a couple weeks of that, I'm like, I need to get my ass up and like get a customer service job. Like get some kind of remote work job. Like and then I I took a course on contact tracing like through Johns Hopkins, like a five hour free online course. And then I used that on my resume to like look for contact tracing jobs. And what is contact tracing? That's, like, when you um, when someone contacts COVID, contracts Mm COVID-19, like, you basically call them and tell them, like, the precautions they have to take, like, whether they have to, like, quarantine themselves or, like, completely isolate themselves, and then they tell you everyone they've been in contact with, and you have to, like, call call them and tell them, like, hey, so-and-so has COVID, you need to quarantine, like, you need to do this, and just basically know about the disease, like, in and out.
0: I didn't know people were doing that. It kind of scares me. Now, now I'm scared of all the missed calls I've gotten. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm scared of missing a call. Someone's going to tell me that my 4th of July party, someone had COVID there.
1: I'm sure you're fine. I mean, if you can't taste or smell anything, I'd get worried, but yeah. that's like the first sign. But um, yeah, I, I, didn't even get, I, I couldn't even get a contact tracing job. No one replied. So I was like, wow. let me just go on Craigslist and see what's going on on there. And then I just like poured my heart out into a couple of, uh, <laughs> like talent ads, and then here I am. So, dude, that's so crazy, man. Dude, I'm I'm so glad that
0: here you're an optimist. But like, I I can see where it comes from. You know, it's like coming from this family yeah. where it's like your parents aren't necessarily role models. It, yeah. it it may honestly like you know, I'm I'm kind of envious. Like I come from you know I've got great supportive parents. Yeah, and uh, yeah. like. I've always admired people who ha- who deal with more adversity than me like you mm-hmm. because it makes you a tougher, a harder person. Like, dude, you're like, what, 24 or some shit? Like, yeah. like, the fact that you went through all of that and had to do all those calls yourself, all that stuff yourself, all that grown-up ass shit, like, dude, that makes you, like, a smarter and, like, a more driven person at such a younger age where a normal yeah. kid your age, would, have, their parents would have done all that shit for them.
1: Yeah, So, so when I was growing up in New York, like – my parents, like the house I grew up in, my parents had it built, like they built it or I mean, they designed it. So like I, I was very wealthy as a kid. Like my, my dad was making over six figures, like easy. And then my mom was working like 30 hours a week cause she's a florist. Um, So I, I had, I had a lot of money growing up and I lived on this big house on top of this hill and like all my neighbors knew that like, we were like the top dogs of the neighborhood as as weird and like boastful as that sounds but i mean i was a spoiled little kid like when i was growing up like every anything i wanted usually we give it like a week or two like i got it and i'm just thankful that like when i when i look at myself now like i'm thinking that like all like that shit that my family went through like my parents got divorced you know like they lost their jobs like drug addictions alcohol addiction all that stuff Oh. Um, I don't think I'd want that. Like, I don't think I'd want it any other way. It just like shaped me to the person I am today, like having to deal with all that adversity and just like all that shit that happened and like me having to grow like grow up basically by myself, like seven, like when I was 17, my mom had to go to rehab and I lived like, I went to high school and like lived in our house that was like about to get, ev- like I was about to get evicted. Whoa. And like I just lived there by myself with my dog. And then like right like the month I was about to get evicted, I went to college. So I just left. So you're telling me your
0: mom is in rehab and you're living in a home by yourself, putting yourself in high school, feeding yourself with just with that dog?
1: Yeah, for like the last month of school senior year, and then the two months and then the two months of summer. So like I my mom had like an EBT card and I was going to the store and like getting myself food which was, which was nice. Cause I didn't have to pay for that. But, and then I worked, um, where did I work? I don't know. I think I worked at a pizza store or something and I was like supporting myself with that, with the money I had from that. Um, but then like I went to college and I, be, I left all that shit behind and just kind of never came back. So. <laughs>
0: huh. College in a sense was like a way out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's why I wanted to go to like this, like university of Delaware, you know, like I, I knew I had a spot on the diving team. I didn't give a shit like how expensive it was. Like my friends, a couple of my friends from high school were going there and I was going to have like time of my life basically. Like I did take out a lot of loans that I'm still paying for. um, But that's manageable. So I don't think I would, I don't think I'd want to grow up a spoiled rich kid into my twenties. So Mm. I'm not going to say I'm glad my parents fucked up, but I am kind of glad. And I'm not going to say that like, I should have went to a cheaper school because I'm paying for it right now. Because I wouldn't trade those experiences for anything. So I mean, I shit. don't.
0: I don't think everyone should have shitty parents, but I think there's a difference between living a spoiled life versus living like being taught different lessons. You know, like yeah. I think sure. everyone deserves to have loving parents, but I it just sucks when those lessons have to come from having shitty parents. And and I and I've dealt with that myself as well. Of one of yeah. my parents turning out to be a really shitty parent yeah Um, which completely rocked my life you know it it didn't happen when i was younger it happened in my early 20s but like yeah um you know it it's it's so nuts like what what do you think you would have done if college wasn't an option
1: um i mean that's like my i have an older brother and college wasn't an option for him he kind of took the whole brunt of like what was, what, bad, what was bad, like happening with the family? Like he took the whole brunt of that, like to himself. So he find he found it like he went to community college. Like I'm not going to say it's not a real college, but like he went there for two years and he worked like 70 hours a week at the pizza shop. Jeez. So like, that's what he had to do because he thought college wasn't an option and like re- college shouldn't have been an option for me either. Now when I think about it, cause he did the smart thing, like he has no debt. And he got a job like as a corrections officer, like after he was done with school, cause he took a test like while he was in school and he was like a criminal justice major. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean like I'd have to stay in my hometown and work a lot and just be like depressed as hell. Like my, my, my brother won't do a lot of shit, like staying at home like that while I was at college, like partying my ass off. And yeah. Just, that, that weighs on your you mental, especially,
0: it. yeah. Especially like being from a, 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 I don't know if it's a small town or just like a suburban town and you're still in that town going to community college, which feels like a half fail. Like it's, it's good, you know, but it still feels like a fail and you're working at a pizza shop. Like just no offense to your brother, but like that setup can like really poison your mind.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really tough for him because well he did the same kind of thing that I did. Like when our family, like my mom started like having a lot of problems, like he moved out when he was 17 and he left me there like with her when I was 15 Wow. Uh, so we, we both, we both did that kind of thing, but it turns out like I, I went to school and he didn't. So I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think I'd want to do it any other way. I think, I think I would still just take out loans and like basically escape <laughs> and, just try so and try to go to school. what did you end up going to college for? Um, Public policy and I have a minor in journalism. So why aren't you doing
0: that? And, and...
1: Um, good question. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, you know, I, I'm never, I never been enamored with like politics or anything. So Um, I was supposed to be communications major at college, but in Delaware, you need to take two years of courses to get into the major. And then I took two years of courses and one of the classes that like was like a prereq for the communications major. I didn't do, I didn't do well in because I was pledging a fraternity and like, I didn't show up to a lot of the classes. So I didn't, I fell short of the mark for the communications major. And I was like in with my advisor, like about to start junior year of college and I don't have the major I wanted. And I was like, like, what do I do? And she's like, well, I guess you can, what you have to do is be a policy major. I was like, really? She's like, you could be an English major, but you would have to take five years. And then if you're a policy major and a journalism minor, like those communication interest classes you had carry over to your journalism minor. And then you just need to take like six different courses to fulfill your public policy major, which is doable mm. years. So I was like, I guess I'll just do that. And that's, that's, that's what I had to do. And it kind of sucked because I was in courses, like talking about policies and politics. I mean, it was interesting because it was the 2016 election um, during some of that time. But when it was all said and done, I I had no interest in working for, like, any kind of federal government, like, going it like, it just so happens I live in D.C. I mean, it's not like I would ever want to
0: work. I would live in the most political town you could for something you did.
1: Yeah, no, like, every, every, time, every time someone asks, like, what my major is, like, when I'm, like, working, like, at a restaurant or whatever, or um, just, like, people's parents, I'm like, yeah, public policy. Like, oh, wow, like, you're in a great place for that. And I'm like yeah I know but like I don't I don't want to do that
0: (laughs) so I mean just thinking about it it kind of seems like college was like the way out from your current situation and the fraternity was essentially like a brotherhood a family um, Mm -hmm. aspect you know something that I think it sounds like you really wanted uh yeah like something that like it's like yes like a way out and 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 in a support system, like, that seemed, like, I would
1: have done the exact same thing in that situation. Yeah, but, like, I'm glad you view that as, as that, because, I mean, with, like, older people, like, parental figures in my life, they view it as, like, me just, like, ignoring responsibilities and, and shit like that by joining a fraternity, but, I mean, the way I looked at it was, like, it was kind of a no-brainer, like, I got, like, recruited, like, they wanted me in, like, I, I got I got in, like, there was, like, uh, some kind of process you go through, like deliberations and stuff. And like, it's basically like stand up, like interviews, and they ask you questions, like, see how funny you are, see how good you are with like talking with people, talking to girls. And like, I was just in, like, instantly. Like, did I had did- to do all that stuff, honestly, like, obviously, but they were, they were just all accepted, all accepted me, like, immediately. Every, like, all of a sudden, I had like 80 new friends.
0: That's so sick. I mean, I think yeah. that goes so understated with, with a fraternity and a brotherhood. I people so, are so quickly to be like da- to damn it and be like, oh, it's just a bunch of drunk assholes, dummies, and stuff. But it really, yeah. people don't think about the bright side. It's like, it really gives you a system of people that like support you and are like are really have your back for life. And like, yeah. you know, especially as for being, you know, hitting going past eighteen and you really got into the world by yourself. It's like, yeah, it, it it's it's really good for some people, especially for people like yourself, but it also makes
1: me wonder, why didn't you just join the military? I, I thought about that, dude. I, I, don't, I don't know why. Like I've played like, this has nothing to do with joining the military. I mean, maybe it does in your mind, but I played like Call of Duty and I still play like shooting games and I have like my whole life and I've always thought about it because you know, like I wouldn't have any debt or like the debt I have would kind of just be cleared I would get a decent amount for your school. Yeah. Yeah. I would have got gotten a decent amount of money that I could like send back to wherever I need to send it back. I would have no bills or anything and I would fight for my country and I would get in really good shape probably, uh, from it too. I just never saw it as an option because I I guess that's like my, I guess that's my plan C Uh, if if my other plans were to fall through. Um, but yeah, I thought about that.
0: Yeah. it, it, it's like the military would've been like the next step if you didn't get that scholarship, probably. I've been like, fuck it. I'm just going to join the military. You probably would've found that brotherhood there. Cause it's like, yeah. Oh, wh- wh- why not do this for a few years? Get out, get free medical the rest of my life. I get, yeah. I get, I get, I get free money every month and they pay for my college. I'm not going to lie. Like being older now, uh, like I'm 29, looking back, my mm-hmm. dad was in the military and he, he really wanted me to join the army. And and I I was just like a weed smoking hippie back in the day playing music. I was like, yeah, fuck that shit. Uh (laughs) You know, I went to college (laughs) and I got a degree that I don't fucking use, I guess maybe a little bit, but like, I don't do that. I use the skills, but I don't use it for that field that I'm in. And thinking about it now, I low key wish I, I, I low key wish I would have maybe joined the military because I was like, damn, like the way it sets you up afterwards it's yeah, a total yeah. hack. Like, I spent four years putting myself in debt in college and all this shit. I probably didn't have as good of an experience as you did in college. I was like, man, I wish I kind of just would have like joined for the military for two. What is it? It's like two years, right? You only have to do yeah, like two yeah. years and you get free, a bunch of free shit. I'm like, maybe that was the move. Like, maybe <laughs> yeah. that was the right move. All I had to do was shave my head. Like, god damn.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. You know, like I when I was going back for my sophomore year of college, I was like. My, I had like surgically repaired ACL, so I couldn't really move any of my shit into my new apartment. I had no job like lined up. I had to take less credits than I usually took because of how much physical therapy I needed to do. And like, at that point I was like, this is going to be impossible. Like, you know, like, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do like sophomore year of college. Like I had to like, I had to just like sell drugs to get by basically. You like, did? It, was, it was terrible. Yeah. Um, okay. but yeah, yeah um but thinking about it like if i just joined the, instead of doing that if i just joined the military like right now when i'm 24 probably would have been a little better off but wouldn't have all those years of like experiences and good times
0: dude fucking man you know you're not a person unless you've sold drugs at some point i sold weed for a whole summer once
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah i'm also I'm, also
1: I'm also not sure what i'm allowed to say on this i'm guessing like anything right
0: Dude, yeah, we can say anything we want, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the whole point of podcasts is I, I don't have yeah. to think about what I, I can say or not say. Like, that's the, the, the beauty of podcasts is it's still the Wild West. You know, it's not yeah. radio yet. It's mm-hmm. it's going to be the new radio, but even then, no one wants podcasting to have rules and regulations. And people are trying to have, like, syndications where it's, like, a syndication essentially would be, like, a news channel where there's yeah. shows under that news channel. But I'm like, fuck that, dude. Like, I, yeah. I, I like how people are approaching it and you know how Joe Rogan's choosing to like not, you know, by, I don't know if you know what's going on there, but he's leaving YouTube in, in December, right? He's and a,
1: Spotify. Wait, he, oh yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. He got a $100 million licensing deal with Spotify. Do you know what that means? That means that he still owns everything. They're just paying to use his content. He got a $100 million deal to go exclusively on Spotify. He can still post the clips on YouTube, but now he can actually do whatever the fuck he wants on Spotify because with YouTube and which is something that I'm getting, which I'm getting really more and more into is there's a Mm -hmm. lot of rules and regulations and things you can't even say, especially when you have a platform like his, like like, even his interviews, he couldn't show certain things. He couldn't play certain sounds without the risk of getting like his video, not just demonetized, but yeah copyright where he yeah. couldn't even show the video he could have an amazing interview that could probably change someone's life but if he played yeah. a 10 second clip of a rolling stone song rolling stone shuts that shit down and so that's yeah. why he's going over to spotify it's like it's a push to not only have more freedom with his show but to mm-hmm. also um, you're pushing podcasting forward because now in, in content before because spotify is going to start a, a video platform like, and they're going to start it with Joe Rogan and, like, it's going to be oh, the wow. first and probably only competitor to YouTube. And the problem yeah. with YouTube is how much censorship is going on on the platform.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've noticed that with, like, um with YouTube. And I don't know, like, I, I, watch, I watch a lot of, like, Twitch streamers, too, because, like, I'm, like, really into video games and I, same, I, I stream same. a little bit myself. Um, So, yeah, with Joe Rogan, like, getting paid by Spotify, you have, like people like ninja and like shroud and dr disrespect too i well, mean how, i don't know I don't no know one aff-
0: knows with disrespect no one knows what's happened with him yet
1: i'm yeah i've been i've been looking at it like one day i spent like an hour trying to figure it out and and i, I don't know what happened but yeah no these, these people like like the same way with youtube like twitch is hard like people like all these sexual allegations that are coming out with people like twitch streamers too that's not good that's happening right now but also twitch has like you're, you're talking about the
0: the uh um the one house and the the guy had the allegations you're talking about the uh uh, what is it the something dude i'm i'm deep in twitch too i can talk this shit with you dude i know exactly what you're talking about
1: i i just know that there's like this whole community of people that have been like um that just got caught for having like sexual encounters with like minors like specifically like super smash players too like it it was the hype williams hype williams Yeah, uh, yeah 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 yeah
0: so apparently, I don't know the full details. Apparently, he had he owned a m- couple houses, and he mm-hmm. and and he would just let these like runaway gamers and kids just live at the houses,
1: oh, which yeah. seems like
0: a good idea. But in the mm-hmm. world of cancel culture and all these fucking SJWs, like yeah, like that doesn't look good, especially yeah. with the slightest amount of negative spin. It's like yeah, yeah. I bet he was trying to do good, but of course, if you have sixteen-year-olds living with. 18 20 21
1: year olds someone's gonna fuck yeah. someone's gonna yeah, fuck yeah. someone
0: like and, yeah yeah and
1: it all of a sudden becomes his problem it's like yeah yeah that is that is rough i mean hopefully uh i, I was i was just reading things about like super smash players like specifically because like the, those are the kind of people that you know they like go to tournaments and stuff like that and like that whole community like know each other really well and then i was reading the story about you know i I don't remember like their names specifically, but you know, like a 14 year old guy looking up to like a 24 year old guy. That's like a really popular player and then like, end up like going to tournaments and then like end up like hanging out with him afterwards. And then like, you know, one thing leads to another and like, they're like, giving each other hand jobs and stuff and I'm just like reading about that and I'm just like oh my god like a misguided like fourteen year old not knowing any better just just having like first sexual encounters is that what life. happened
0: with, with, with that with that one guy it's like the guy with short hair and glasses um, and I,
1: I, I think
0: so. Yeah I know you're talking about yeah 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 so that's uh, the story that came out with him? Yeah yeah holy shit. now that's you know I can't even I, I, I wouldn't, I'm not trying to defend anyone. I'm just saying things, but like, I can't find the good in that one, especially if that's the story. It's like, you fucking yeah, fucking dude, like yeah. weird, but, but Twitch itself is becoming a weird platform because the people who run Twitch are a bunch of just like really like, it seems like a bunch of incels are like the Twitch moderators because they'll let all these e-girls get away with shit. But then if if, if one guy streamer does the slightest thing or he's or like someone on his stream says the N word that he had no control over, he gets banned for like 20 days. And it's like, dude, you just took away someone's livelihood for 20 days. Like, that's not cool, dude. Like.
1: Yeah, and I was I was trying to read up on, like, the reasons that Dr. Disrespect got banned. Like, we all know he got banned, like, for streaming, like, doing, like, an IRL stream and, like, going into a bathroom, and I could see why you get banned for that. Like, that's not, that's, like, an invasion of privacy. But then they were saying, like, you know, like, don't be surprised if his ban has to do with, like, back in 2017 when he made his player model some kind of, like white supremacy figure that was like very not clearly defined and then like you know how he's like very very um like male gamer oriented like trash talking i'm like i like
0: masculinity
1: yeah yeah, yeah 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 but that's what like that's his like character it's and so that's fucked like, up that's that it's like he probably made
0: like some like kkk character like for fun in 2017 yeah. when that wasn't yeah. as big of a deal of a joke to make and yeah. then I bet like, I, honestly, this is my guess. Someone like exposed the clip and then they scrubbed it from Twitch really fast. And mm. then they, it was, and then Twitch moderators were like, come on, guy, you know, if this got out, we'd have to do something. And then he's like, all right, yeah. let me just take this ban. But it's like, people are getting canceled left and right for shit they did years ago. Like, look at Shane Dawson. I don't know if you saw that. I, like, I don't I, know. I have seen
1: his thumbnails on like a bunch of videos. But I just haven't clicked on it. Is he in deep shit? shit. <laughs> dude, you want to talk
0: about getting canceled. This guy got viciously canceled. Like, yeah, like he, I, I guess, and he's a gay dude, right? He made like, yeah. like, like pedophile jokes, like back in the day, like 10 years ago. And he's getting canceled yeah. for it. Now he made some like inappropriate jokes about like Willow Smith, like jerking off to like the post rider movie, like, Oh, Willow, like, yeah. I didn't see the whole clip. Right. <laughs> but like, I bet at that time it was funny as hell. I bet it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But you, yeah. you, but you clip out the beginning, then you play it now. It's like, cancel him. Cancel yeah, Shane. Yeah. He, it's like, what yeah it's like this dude who's brought in so much joy to people and, and has built this thing himself you're just gonna like youtube actually took away all of his shit he doesn't even have a channel really? he doesn't all three of his multi-million subscribed channels are all gone so they just took away all how he makes money his brand deals disappeared his makeup line isn't like distributed anymore like oh my god like this is like at what point do you be like whoa like People need to chill out
1: for a second. Yeah, like, let's ruin this guy's life. Like, oh, my God. Like, you could yeah, take his stuff away, you know, like all the controversial shit he said. Take that off all streaming platforms and make him do some kind of apology. But, yeah, the fact that his, like, life is kind of ruined now is unfortunate. (laughs) Like, this kid, like, he already had mental health issues. I'm kind of worried about the kid now. It's like,
0: someone checking up on this dude. But not even that... uh, what about Ninja? What's he gonna do now that Mixer died? He he got that bag, and now like he can't go back to Twitch.
1: Oh no! Well, the thing is, Mixer um, Mixer is gonna pay out the contract they owe to him. I think it's like ten million dollars that they owe, so they're gonna pay out that contract. You got like $30 million, didn't he, For that whole contract? Facebook? Oh no, yeah, thirty mil. But Facebook bought out Mixer, like Facebook Gaming bought out Mixer. So I guess he's got the thirty million, um, and now he's like a free agent. Like, I saw he was streaming on YouTube. I heard about that. Uh, I, he, I don't know if he has a deal with YouTube or if he's just, like, kind of doing his own thing on that platform, but... Um, what would you do if you were Ninja? What would you do right now? Like, where would you go? Um, I would try... Like, Ninja's so big, you know? And there, there's been, like, things about, um, like, that thing, Brime, which is, like, going to be a new streaming platform. If I was a Ninja, I'd probably just, like, try and start my own, um, like, streaming platform or something like he he's fucking huge like he is. not wrong of- there that's not
0: a bad idea like why not just have him start his own thing
1: yeah because i'm yeah i'm not sure if he could go back to twitch and like i'm not sure if anyone if he wants to do that so
0: well i remember hearing that when he left twitch twitch they were like very passive aggressive and they like deleted his channel and like did a whole bunch of like yeah. really like just stupid like just salty things to do
1: yeah. I mean, I'm sure he could, he'd be able to recruit other streamers if like he had his own streaming service. Mm-hmm. And the the guy is the guy is so big, you know? Like I think he's going to have money coming to him for like the rest of his life. Like he legit like Fortnite legit has a character model that's him, you know? Like that's like he's like immortal, like a like immortal in gaming. He exploded on the
0: scene, didn't he? Like, yeah, he was a streamer before Fortnite, but he jumped down at the perfect time, having, like, the perfect brand, and then he, and yeah. then it was, like, the Drake stream that he did. I, I remember watching it live, too.
1: Oh, yeah. When yeah. he went
0: on with Drake, and after that, Superstar. Sprite I mean, deals, Red Bull deals, everything.
1: Yeah, I think, I think now, like, I think some of it's gone to his head. I don't watch his stuff that much anymore. I think he was, he can be kind of, like, an asshole. Um, like, every now and then like these instagram pages i follow will 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 play like ninja clips of like present day like what he says and he's talking about like how much money this guy doesn't have like another streamer i guess or like another video game player and he's like he's like yo i can literally buy the bank that owns the mortgage on his house and shut down his house and that's what he said i'm like this guy's a dick like as far I mean, as insults go, that's a fucking yeah. flex. <laughs> yeah, I, it is, it is. And, like, he that's, worked for all of it that he's gotten. But it's and douchey. It's but it's kind of a douchebag thing to say.
0: I mean, I'd be surprised if he wasn't a, a lot more douchey at this point. Like, he's pretty much, like, the king gamer. Like, it, it, yeah. And I wonder if Fortnite dies, which I don't know how popular Fortnite still is. I never played it. I never really watched Ninja. But, um, like, I can't believe that game is still popular. Like, I'm surprised it's still popular.
1: Yeah, I mean, they. Um, I was into it for such a long time. I have, like, my own, like, gaming page, like, on Instagram. And there's, like, I have a lot of clips from me playing Fortnite. Um, I think it's just popular because people keep up with it. Like, the content, uh, the people who manage the content for that game, they make updates, like, every week. Like, mm-hmm. consistently every week. Like, Epic, like, their whole team of developers are just, like, super, super like making all these intricate changes all the time. And they they, they listen to people every, if something's like top voted on Reddit, it's like, here's like some kind of player skin that like I drew up and it will be like a big cat with like muscles. Like I'm pretty sure that's how like one of the character models started was like someone drew it on Reddit and someone from like that works at Epic saw it. And then they just made that skin that you can buy.
0: So like they
1: they listen to the community and I think that's why they've been so successful. I mean, I'm, I'm off the Fortnite grind. I was on it for like two years probably, but yeah, that game's going to be around for a long time. Uh,
0: Well, I I got no feelings on it. I play league of legends. That's like my game and like I follow like the culture of a lot. And they Mm -hmm. do the same thing where they're on top of it. Like they're always fixing things, adding things, updating things. And I'm just like, it keeps the game fresh for you.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because there's nothing like playing like an old game or, like wow is this like still a bug in here and you're like oh yeah it is like no one even looks at this game anymore like when the new call of duties come out you play like the old ones and someone's just running around with like aimbot and like throwing airstrikes at you because they have hacks on and there's no one monitoring the game so like no one cares like you that.
0: almost can't make games like that anymore it's like now when you make a game you're gonna be with that game like it's a fucking child and you have to like grow with the game in the community or else your game is just like
1: Yeah, and and your game has to have microtransactions in it or else it seems like it's not going to be good. Right, isn't
0: that the weirdest thing is microtransactions? Like, yeah, what a weird 2020, not even, it's pre-2020, just like weird hacking. Like, no one thought before, like, of selling a skin. They were just like, yeah, 15 bucks a month to play. You can unlock it if you work hard enough. Now it's like
1: free to play, but... Well, it was like everything was like locked behind like doing challenges in the game. And then you finally receive something, but now it's like you can pay to make that go faster. And then like, if you don't want to pay the grind is like, you're gonna have to play, have 10 days of playing time on this game to be able to receive this. Like,
0: yeah, the grind is like a real grind I mean, to actually like, unlock it. it.
1: It's like pe- people keep setting the bar like so high and so high about like how fast they can obtain things. And it's just like, really just ruins it for everyone else. Yeah, it's so crazy. I think something goes understated is,
0: is how hard it is to be like a streamer. I think a lot of people think it's yeah. easy to be like a, a full time Twitch streamer, but like that is a grind. You want to talk about a grind? You have to be playing like eight hours Monday to Sunday.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I've, I've been trying to like to start to get into it. I think I have like twenty followers on Twitch or something. But the the, the thing is, like, I I I got the webcam, I got the mic. I got, um, like, the capture card, everything. And, the, and I had to buy a new laptop for it. So it cost me, like, $1,000 to get everything started. Um, but when you do that, it's just, like, you need to get, like, familiar, familiarize yourself with, like, all the software, um, which I did. And then, like, the hardest thing is developing some kind of, like, streaming schedule and, like, template where you can, like, set it. Like, this is what it's going to be. I don't do that. Like, you know, like, I play video games when I feel like it and like i can't approach
0: like a job or something
1: yeah yeah it's like it's like well i'll be on tonight from like 7 to 11 it's like well like if i sign on at 7 and i die in Warzone a bunch and around 9 my friend's like yo you want to like go grab some beers usually i just get off and i'm like yeah fuck this because this is frustrating (laughs) Um, but like streamers like just grab like and you, you have to keep like some kind of temperament. I don't think anyone wants to see people like just like screaming and throwing their controller, even though that can be kind of funny sometimes. But
0: you know, my my biggest thing with streamers is that they're never entertaining. Like I would choose someone who's entertaining more than the good at the game. Like more yeah. more often than not, I, I it's like I'd rather watch someone play a shitty game who's hilarious, yeah, or, and they're shit at it than someone who is just like challenger and League of Legends, which is like the best rank. Yeah, like they're a challenger, but the whole time you're watching them play, they're just like.
1: Click 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 click. click. Like this. Oh, <laughs> yeah! And you're just like what? What? What is this shit? Yeah, I mean that's that's why like Doctor Disrespect. I was like really. It took me a long time to notice this, but he's not actually like really good at. Well, he he's really good at video games, but he's not like pro level. Like pro level people can shit on him. Like his kill death in like Warzone is like two point two zero. Like that's what mine is. So. Like, he's, he's just entertaining. entertaining His like, production value is... Oh, great. my God.
0: Yeah. Like, His, like, scenes that he would do, the animations and shit, and, yeah. like, little segments. I mean, like, I, I don't know anyone else putting that much work into a stream.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's pretty wild. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there are, like, two or three people, like, in the background, like, working with him, like, working that stuff. But also, another theater, thing, yeah. like, Tim the Tapman. Oh, is, yeah. good at video games, like that's where he gets like shit on by other gamers that like how he's bad but his presence like on the mic and like what he says and how much fun it is to watch him play with other people
0: he is fun to watch yeah he's so entertaining i love his voice is so good he's such like a radio broadcaster voice oh yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah i I feel like that's like 90 percent of what it is
1: yeah it's really it's really hard to describe but i mean i went to
0: i went to twitchcon one year oh really yeah i went i went a year when they got the year they got acquired by amazon i think this was like 2017 2016 Mm -hmm. um dude it was a lot of fun it was also very surreal like meeting these internet famous people i was like whoa like you're you're not that different you just do it more like you just yeah yeah (laughs) like i was
1: like oh you're you're some normal ass dude like what's up man like yeah yeah (laughs) that's why it's it's funny like ninjas come up like him being just like kind of like a nerd that plays a lot of video games and goes to these like i mean before he was big he was going to the tournaments like driving to tournaments that are like across the u.s for like no money and just to think that like he's going to be on like ellen and like these late night talk shows and like the transition that he's had to make between being just like some guy that plays video games for a living to like having to hold his own on like late night talk shows that's crazy games. Like, I'm sure, it, like, it doesn't come natural and he's done a better job at it, but I think I remember on New Year's Eve when he was, like, hosting, like, that Fortnite party, like, in New York City, Times Square, where he was trying to, like, make everyone, uh, make everyone, like, do the floss, and, like, no one wanted to, and it was just, like, so cringy, like, watching, like, the New Year's ball drop, and he's, like, oh my dying he to, was... like... Like, they basically just, like, handed him a mic, and, like, like, all right, do you think... Like, He's not an entertainer. He's just like he plays video games. So, well, he's an entertainer yeah. in some regards because he has oh, some yeah, yeah. he's
0: entertaining. But it's like he's entertaining from his computer chair to people who are like in his ecosystem. Like yeah. to put him on Ellen and to be there for the New York Times ball drop and to have this guy yeah. flossing. To me, that's like the beginning of the end. Of you're like maybe this. <laughs> mainstream bullshit ain't for me. Maybe I should just be famous on the internet. Like,
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> that sounds so miserable to try and make a bunch of kids floss. <laughs> well, because it, it, was, it was in, I, I think it was 2019. And it was about to be 2020. Or no, I think it was 2018. It was about to be 2019. That sounds about trying, right. He's trying to make all these people do it. But like, they're in Times Square, and it's like 15 degrees. And like, every, no one can go to the bathroom. And everyone's just huddled together and like, no one. I don't want to do that. Like, I was no like, one.
0: "Fuck this blue-haired nerd up there!" Like, <laughs> trying to trying to make me do some stupid dance music I'm just trying to not pee on my own leg. Like, what, yeah. what's going on over here? Yeah, I, I love. That. I love that you're into that because I can never actually talk Twitch or any, or any of this like internet subcultures with people. Like, that's like yeah. my nerdy passion is that whole underground world and subcommunity of people who are making serious dough. Like, I kids know. Who are 17, 16, making more than their parents in a month. Like, they make yeah. more in a month than their parents made in probably a year. Like, it like is that, insane.
1: That 13-year-old kid, Booga, that won, like, the Fortnite World Championship made, I think it was $3 million, but it turned out being, like, $1.5 after taxes. But a $1 million when you're, like, 14, and you, like, don't even know. You're, like, I, I wouldn't even know what to do with that. I still don't, wouldn't even know what to do with that.
0: Yeah, but then he also is... Now he's got more fame. He has more people watching his stream, which equals more subscribers, equals more donations. Yeah. Like, people don't think about all that shit now. You know, it's like...
1: Yeah, it's just like, it's really hard to get involved. Like, I've, I've been looking it up and I've been, like, super interested in it in and for a long time. That's why I started streaming a little bit. But, I mean, once you get, like, the ball rolling, like, I mean, I guess you, you can become a Twitch affiliate after, like, you get 50 followers and, you, like, you accumulate some kind of, like, viewership and playing time. But after that you don't start making money. Like you start making money when you get like sponsorships and partners. Um, mm. but that's a long way from just starting out. And like, Where does
0: it work for every subscriber you make it's $5 to subscribe. You get $3 as a streamer, right? That's how it goes.
1: Um, I'm not. Yeah. But I think that's how, that's how it goes. Usually. I mean, I know people can subscribe for longer and give and give you more money. I know Twitch gets a cut of it. Yeah. but Some of the top streamers, um, can negotiate with Twitch into like getting their percentage is different. So like the subscriptions will pay the the streamer more, and that than usual. And then they'll pay Twitch like a lesser amount. Um, but yeah,
0: from the outside, from my perspective of like, I've seen individual streamers go from like a couple like like double digits to triple digits to to quadruple i've seen like certain streamers grow over a course of like a couple years into really big streamers and the things Mm -hmm. that i've noticed that the pattern they all have in common is um they grind that shit out they're always playing usually they specialize in like a certain character or something Mm -hmm. um and like they're usually at least somewhat polarizing in like they have yeah. like either an asshole or they're passive or they're something like that. Or oh, they're like an
1: extremely nice guy. Mike. Yeah. is a then, rare
0: case. Yeah, but then like, uh, it it just seems like they just kind of grind it out. But then I've also noticed the the growth person who, and this is perhaps I think the smartest one is that they just network with the right other streamers. Like they just somehow find like the perfect window to become friends with a bigger streamer. Like Mm -hmm. and then they do start doing collabs. Like it seems like their real hack is to like do a collab or something, like to to work with other streamers with a slightly bigger audience. Because I've seen so many people just sort of like naturally weasel their way up the tight ropes to where it's like, oh, like they're not that talented. They're not that entertaining. like, Like but because they
1: finessed relationships, it's like now they're getting more and more. Yeah. And like, I seemed like yeah. a way to do it. That's smart. I mean, I, I know, I know like whenever big streamers, like whenever I'm, I'm like really like looking into it and like looking into their channel and seeing how many views they get, I'll like get interested in it. And like cypher PK who like streams Fortnite. he's like most popular for streaming Fortnite. Uh, he had that big blow up, like in like when Fortnite just started, he made this like trap tower. Um, and then, like, trapped someone in it, and it was, like, an, like one of the most, like, awesome videos, like, Fortnite clips you could have. And, like, after he got that, like, he's been streaming for four years before that, five years before that. World wow, of Wow. Like, World respect.
0: of Warcraft.
1: And, like, he had such a, he had, like, a following, but, like, a consistent small following, like, 200, 300 viewers, like, all the time streaming World of Warcraft. And then mm-hmm. he had this Fortnite clip, like trap tower thing made that no one's ever seen before in like an online match and he traps someone in it and one like victory royale pops up on the screen and then like that video went so viral. He was explaining how it was like overnight. Like he had 500 people on stream the next day. Then the next day he had 700. Then the next day he had a thousand. And then like weeks after that, he's streaming with the top streamers. And then like he like, I mean, he's extremely good at video games and has been the whole time but just he gets that notoriety and then all of a sudden like he's famous like you know
0: what i love about that story is he was he was streaming for four to five years consistently and then finally he wasn't scared to take a like a chance an opportunity at like a new game just doing something stupid and it went viral and he finally got his moment like i love that shit because he hustled and grinded for that one moment you know what i'm saying like yeah i I, I like hearing that and the last thing I, i forget like you just mentioned like last thing i didn't Bring up of like reasons people blow up is just being really skilled. Like that always helps oh, yeah. Like, like just being yeah. the best player probably helps you get, you know, yeah. noticed, but like, I love hearing that story, dude. That's so cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like, on like what you were saying before about how, like they're good at networking. I mean, like you can have people, sometimes I'll see highlights of like a little kid that's really good at Fortnite. Like someone really big will host their stream. And they'll start like crying because they have like two viewers. And then all of a sudden they have like 2000 viewers because they're watching, like they're getting their stream hosted. Yeah. Like, oh my God. And they're like freaking out. And like, and then if they're good, usually like if they're really skilled and they get their stream hosted, they'll have viewers that just stick that stay with them. And they'll they'll accumulate hundreds of followers just in like that one streaming session, because people are like, ah, oh, this this kid's actually pretty good.
0: Yeah. What's it called in the smash community? I don't know why I don't even play smash, but I just like it uh zero they this new like youtube video trend started where uh they would find these really young kids who are really ranked like high ranked online and then oh yeah and then, and then they would play the like they called them the gamer prodigies and so they made these youtube videos with them and then some of them became like really big after that because they were just like 14 year olds who were so talented
1: yeah yeah no yeah I, I know exactly what you mean i know the videos you're talking about it's like today i t- today i play the like, third ranked player in the world or whatever like that's a, that'll be like the description of the thumbnail there's also this guy on, like, Warzone, um, this, like, really good player who has, like, thousands of viewers all the time, Cloaksy, like, played a random duos with this guy named Iceman, and he, like, looked up his stats, like, on stream, and he saw that he had, like, more wins than he had, and he was like, holy shit. So he just, like, met this random guy that was, like, really good at the game, and all of a sudden, like, he basically made this dude, like, a streaming He, he made him famous, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Well, people are commenting like, "Oh, Iceman! I need Iceman again! Like, I need to see him more." And then, like, all of a sudden, like, he just starts his own channel and he's a streamer now. Like,
0: dude, dude I'll never forget when I lived in Richmond, like, uh, 2014 to 15. I, me and my buddy got really into Destiny, that game. Destiny. Oh yeah, yeah. It was such a fucking awesome game. But there was this kid. He was like, I, I don't know, maybe like 15. His name was Fresh Dragon, dude. I've never seen someone so good at first-person shooters in my life. Like, really. This kid should have had his own channel. Not only was he fucking hilarious, but he was insanely talented. Like, he would just clutch. oops he had spit everywhere. He would just, like, clutch <laughs> out, like, 1v3s and, like, 1v4s. And, like, like dude, this guy was just insane. Like, I, I remember yeah. just being there being, like, you know, if I ever need a reminder of how, how bad I am and how much of a boomer I feel like right now, it's this kid
1: right yeah. here. Yeah. I, I, I know what you're talking about. And I, I get that feeling, too, that, like, I'm one of those people like, not to to my own horn, but, like, I'm, especially, like, at Smash and shooting games and, like, basically every game that I'm, like, really into, I'm just, like, a lot better than my friends at it. But I'm not as good as, like, pro players. Like, you, you know, everyone you meet's like, yo, you like Smash? Dude, I'll beat your ass in it. Like, everyone I'll say that. that. I'll say that. And I always do. Like, I always <laughs> do. Like, I, I've, pl- I've played, like, kids that um, have played in tournaments before. And, um, I've like held my own, but I haven't like beaten them, but I think it's just like a drive I need to tap into. to like. Dude, what's the name of your channel? Like, do you have a
0: channel? Like what's the name of your Twitch channel or something? It's,
1: um, it's my PSN name is Mom spaghetti 34 and it's like twitch.tv slash mom spaghetti 34. So, yeah. That's a
0: great brand name. I love that mom spaghetti.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I made the, I got, I got a PS4 when I was about like 21 and, um, or no i was like 19 i guess or 20 but i got the ps4 and i had blonde hair because um, i dyed my hair blonde when i was like working at this restaurant and like one of the chefs just called me like "Mom spaghetti because i was like eminem <laughs> with like blonde hair so that was like my psn name basically and it, ha- it has been that for like the longest time Dude, dude okay when i post this
0: video i want to make sure you send me like a link to your twitch or something like that so i can yeah. put it in the description
1: yeah. Yeah. That sounds good, man. That'd be, That'd be cool. cool.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, dude, we should probably start wrapping up, but, uh, Brian, dude, I'm not gonna lie. Like you, you've been a really fucking cool dude, man. Like, thanks man. <laughs> like a really solid dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I could, uh, I wish I could like articulate myself better sometimes, but I feel like I I need to get everything across. Like, uh, I got everything across like I needed to get it across, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah I (laughs) I mean honestly I had no no idea what to expect from reading your message I was like oh man this poor guy I just want to hear about his unfortunate life but I was like oh fucking Brian Green man this dude's chill
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah well dude uh I really appreciate you coming on the show and responding to a random uh Craigslist posting I don't know why you were on that section
1: but hey you know what here we are dude dude thanks for having me on I really appreciate it you know it was uh, really cool to just, like, do something different like, right? with my days because I can't work and all that shit. So this has been really fun, man. I appreciate it. Dude, fuck yeah.
0: Well, guys, that's it. Please subscribe to Brian's Twitch channel. He, he needs all your love.
1: I'm but... Spaghetti34. Spaghetti
0: I'll link it in the description. <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> you just heard it. All right, guys, that's it. That's The Angle. Peace out.